As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Business of Sport podcast on The Athletic. Matt Slater with us as usual. And our guest today is Edwin van der Zaar, a legend on the football pitch as a player winning the Champions League at both Manchester United and Ajax. And since retiring, he started a charity foundation, picked up a master's degree in sport management from the Johan Cruyff Institute, and then went back to Ajax to take on the role of sporting director. And then in 2016, took on his current role as CEO of the club. Welcome to the pod, Edwin. Thank you very much for being with us. Thank you, Mark. And uh, hi, Matt. Hi. Hi, how are you? Uh, not too bad, to be fair. It's, uh, it's uh, yeah, we're playing, uh, playing a cup match tonight and uh, looking forward to, uh, to the rest of the season. It's been interesting so far and uh, it's, uh, it's positive and uh, let's hope we can, uh, can move on uh, for the rest of the, of the season. That's some career path since retiring from playing football. How much was that in your plans as you came to the end of your career? <laughs> uh, not, not really, to be fair, because I think the, the moment I was, uh, I was 34, when uh, Alex Ferguson gave, us, gave, me, gave me a call to, uh, to talk about a possible move to United, I didn't really, see, didn't really see that one coming. Then I hoped, let's say, okay, I was at United for two years. Let's hope to win the, to win a Premier League title and then, uh, then retire at 36. But uh, finally, it was 40 when I, uh, when I ended up my, my career. Yeah, just before the end, uh, I got a call from Johan Cruyff. Do you want to think about possibly doing something for Ajax in a, in a director's role? But that was not really one of the things that I was, uh, I was aiming for after my career, to be fair. When you decided to take him up on that offer and, and sat down to start your, your master's degree, did you find that you took to it like a, a duck to water? Or, or how, <laughs> ch- <laughs> how challenging was it at the start? No, it's it's challenging because as as a player, uh, more, probably the intention uh, uh, span is is not that that much, not high. Uh, you train an hour and a half uh, after 15 minutes in a meeting. When when the coach is showing uh, the video analyst, uh, half of the half of the guys are uh, how long how long does it have to take? <laughs> so uh, then you have to yeah become uh, become a, a director or a board member. Then uh, yeah, you have long meetings. Uh, uh, a lot of paperwork, of course, to read. A lot of emails. Everybody want to want want to know something from you. And as a player, you've been treated as a as as, as a queen, as a queen, for example, or, or as a king. 
where everybody everything needs to be done. Everything needs to be in, in in function, of course, to perform on a Saturday uh, Saturday afternoon or the Tuesday uh, Tuesday evening in the Champions League. Have you enjoyed it? Very much, of course. It doesn't doesn't be being in a dressing room with uh, with twenty with twenty players or the moment you you make a save or you or your team scores scores a last minute goal uh, and that 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 impact you have with the guys. But uh, yeah, to be to be of value, hopefully. For the club, where that gave me the opportunity to uh, to start uh, the rise on the in the in, in international football, uh, that gives a lot of lot of satisfaction and uh, and and it's it's a lot of hard work, but it's uh, it's really enjoyable. So before we get down to some of the issues around Ajax and some of the issues in the game with you, what have you found the most challenging as CEO of the club? Uh, now you don't as a player you don't know. Yeah, you're you're connected with the coach, of course, the manager, the assistant, the the the, the tea ladies, the, the chef, uh, uh, the mar- the marketing people. I'm like, yeah, you have to come, you have to do some commercial shoot. The whole the the, the array of, of departments that are needed to to run a football club: security, uh, commercial, ticket sales, talking with the government, uh, the fe- football federations, uh, the UEFA, and everything. So it's 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 such a broad and wide world. Uh, that it, that 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 the job makes it very interesting to to yeah to be touched on all different levels and that uh, that makes it very interesting but also challenging at a certain point yeah people want the decision and uh, at a certain point the the voices or uh, they stop and they look at you okay now we go left we go right or we go down the center yes sometimes scary in the beginning but at a certain point you know they have to have to come decision you have to go you have to guide the club you have to guide the team. And that's what you are. That you are. That's what you're doing. Edwin, you mentioned that um, you know one of the people you have to talk to now, one of the groups you have to talk to, is the government. And of course, we're all living with COVID. You're you're speaking to us from the stadium, I think, and you've got a game tonight. So, how's the Netherlands dealing with COVID? How is how are Ajax dealing with COVID? Just had a press conference yesterday. Of the last four weeks, where we're not allowed to have fans in the stadium. Of course, for for a football club, uh, you have a couple of uh, of, of instruments where you uh, put your uh, put your budget on for for the year, the year, the yearly budget, and one of them is ticket sales and season tickets. Yeah, if 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 they are not allowed in the stadium, then uh, we saw that a year and a half ago. Then clubs have a massive problem. So for us in in Holland, being uh, yeah being the biggest club, being the, the club in the biggest stadium, yeah, we incur in the biggest losses. Uh, of uh, not having, uh, not be able to have fans in the stadium, and that feels strange. If, if let's say the UK, uh, in Spain, Italy, we see so many uh, countries where where still fans are allowed in the stadium. Uh, but of course, I think the the health crisis where we are in with the COVID, yeah, it's 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 a massive impact uh, for the last two years, almost two years now, and uh, also on the world of sport. Let's get into Ajax's finances because I think they're fascinating. I mean, I was just looking at your numbers going back over the last few years and. Look, you're you're about your income is about sort of you know mid to lower level Premier League, but with one really interesting variable: how far you go in the Champions League. You go you go a long way in the Champions League. It's half your money, isn't it? That's yeah, true. I think uh, our budget in the last couple of years has been increasing. But uh, when we when we go out, let's say the normal budget is 140, 150 million, uh, and that is including uh, a lot of money from Champions League. Uh, commercial revenue were around, I think we grew over the last seven, eight years from 23 to 35 million. Uh, we have some some good partners like Ziggo, our main sponsor, Adidas has been with us a long time. So that's that's something where we can 
uh, work for ourselves. That's 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 money that you you can earn yourself by the performance on the pitch, the way the, the we put the club out on the on the on the, the marketing side, on the commercial side. Uh, but for example, TV rights, we are getting around nine million TV money in uh, as the biggest club in Holland. That's euros, of course. Nine that's million euros. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I think the number twenty in the in the in the Premier League is getting 120, 130 million pounds. So that's almost all our budget uh, with with ticket sales, with commercial partners, TV revenue. So we are, we have a massive challenge to to perform on the on the highest level in European football. I think we're I think we're an iconic club. Everybody knows. I think the name Ajax, the players that we developed, but the, the the challenges that we have are are massive. If we want to perform on the on the European top level, and that's that's Champions League and making and making a difference there. At the start of a financial year, are you? Do you have a set level you have to achieve in the Champions League? Do you put that into a budget? Because that's that's very difficult, isn't it? And what in essence is. It is a cup competition, so I know there's a there's a group stage, but when so much of your money comes from a cup competition, that must be quite difficult to build into a budget. Yes, that's where that we uh, we done that uh, the last four years. We've we've built it in into our budget. Before that, it was uh, is what for example playing Europa League till till Christmas, uh, but at that point we didn't get to play in the Champions League enough, for example. And if you want to play Champions League, you have to have a Champions League budget. And of course, Ajax is, is, is well, yeah, well renowned by developing players, uh, given the opportunity to, to play. And after two, three, four years, uh, most of the time they, they perform at a really high level. Then other clubs keep start knocking on our door. Uh, so we have, we have been selling players for a long time. Also, when we played in the Champions League 210 till 2014, that income we have we used it a little bit, but also put it on uh, in the, uh, as a reserve for 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 worse times. So we were we were quite able to 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 make the decision because we had a healthy bank balance. Where I think one of the clubs is where we don't have any 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 debt. We have uh, but I said like a healthy healthy bank balance. So I think we were able to 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 take the opportunity to to have a more offensive budget than uh, than normal. And I think what, what I what I spoke to also to the supervisory board and the, and, the, and the shareholder, uh, ISIS is well known about creative football, attacking football. And on the budget side, we were a little bit defensive, playing the ball along in the midfield instead of making making passes to uh, to the strikers. So that's what we changed uh, four years ago. Do you like the challenge of building the club up so so that they are successful in the Champions League? Then, as you say. Clubs come and pick those players, and you're and you're starting again. Or do you think, oh my god, I've you know, I just wish for an easy life, and and we continue to be build this squad and be successful. Which is it? I, I think the most successful successful squads in the in history are teams who are uh, for a certain period together. Uh, but we know Holland uh, being uh, one of the smaller or mid-sized countries in Holland. What I already said about the TV revenue of, of around uh, nine million. We know the, the quality of the players that we developed, the scouting department that Mark, Mark Overmars leads. Uh, if we find the right players who, are, who can perform for the club for two, three, four years, uh, and then we know that, that, that there's a next step. Uh, the players want to maybe develop into uh, in, in an even better player, and they, 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 they like to, ch- to challenge themselves e- even more. So we know that the situation that, that was in the 70s, that has been in the 80s for ourselves in the 90s, with, with the players that we have, with, with David, with Seder, with Clive, with Overmars, De Boer, uh, Litmanen. At a certain point, we had success. And then, yeah, the teams start knocking on your door. And 
and you make a make a next move and and that makes us proud also but i'm just wondering about you know your player trading model which has been so successful over the years you mentioned the 90s team that was picked apart and um you know you've you've done well, well in recent years you know i'm thinking of Silicon and, and frankie de jong to barcelona for good money what's it like now because it, it does appear that covid has had an impact on the entire european transfer system are you feeling that at Ajax is it is it is it harder to sell players for good money for, for reasonable money the most important thing is that that's you need to develop them you need to make give them opportunity to uh, to play and of course for us it's much higher to 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 keep the same level if, and normally clubs they look at uh, let's say the the positions uh, nine till till 13 and they uh, lose the weakest players and and try to improve the squad and for us we always lose the, the top four players uh, and we have to adjust. And 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 for example, this year uh, we are we're reaching a certain level again. Uh, but it, it's 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 extremely hard, of course. Yeah, we sold some players to Barcelona, to Juventus, uh, to to England. Money in big leagues must flow uh, down the down the pyramid. That's I think for development of football, it's it's utmost important. If there's only let's say money in the top five leagues, then uh, then football is dead. Because uh, you need investment in football. You need investment in, in youth coaches. You need investment in, in infrastructure. And I know that's uh, the question also in, in the UK about uh, the grassroots football. And that's something where we uh, where we have to make sure that the European football pyramid is, is there. And at Ajax, we are dependable on the big clubs if they come knocking on our door to buy our players. And of course, Mark, is, uh, Mark Overmars is a very good uh, negotiator. And I think the, the quality that we deliver for players here at Ajax or the next step is uh, is eminent in uh, and a great example how a club uh, in different financial leagues as others where you compete can uh, can survive. You, you mentioned that um, you, you asked your board to be a little bit more aggressive, to play slightly more attacking football, if you like, in terms of the budget. And and you also talked about your your marketing, your commercial growth, which which is obvious to me looking from the outside in. And I think one of the most innovative deals I've seen this season is is your Bob Marley shirt, mm-hmm. uh, which I which I know is a, there's a good story behind it. I mean, UEFA initially had a slight problem with the shirt, but you managed to get that fixed. So tell me about dealing with the Bob Marley estate and how you how you came to the idea of that shirt and how how well it's done. Is it doing well? It seems to do well. Yeah, absolutely. Now those are things, uh, uh, of course, uh, with others, it's, it's a trusted partner for, for a long time, so the connection is there. How do you increase your revenue? Our stadium is full, so you need to look on the commercial side. And together with Adios, we've been focusing on, on, on creating an, a story around Ajax, uh, original story about, around Ajax. And for example, the, the Bob Marley song, Three Little Birds, yeah, that, that song has been, I think, initiated in 2008, 2009 with, uh, with a game in, uh, that we played in, in Wales. When uh, when our supporter needed to wait after the game and this uh, and the, the DJ put the song up and uh, the whole, uh, all the the wave section started to sing it and every every uh, when the team comes up in the second half our fans are singing this song so that's why it was a connection and uh, so we started uh, together with Adios spoke with uh, with the Marley uh, uh, one of the daughters and the son from uh, from uh, from uh, Bob Marley uh, also with uh, some of the agents and the people around uh, around the family and uh, and came up with uh, with the idea to. Uh, yeah, to make an, uh, a tribute to uh, to Bob Marley to the to our supporters, and uh, and that yeah that worked extremely well. The the amount of of, of jersey that was sold from uh, from this uh, from this uh, iconic iconic jersey has been amazing. To be fair, and uh, and even ex- uh, oh, uh, yeah oh, we expected not so much interest uh, as as has been seen uh, through the whole world. When you talk about your brand, then fo- following on from that, we talk about you know top five leagues and. 
and and big clubs and and their brands and and sometimes people don't like using the word brand when it comes to a football club but where would you put your brand within the european football league are, are you in the top 10 of, of european football clubs with your brand would you say i, I want to be uh, i want to be something different and of course uh, the quality that we that we all the time need to deliver we have to work on the on the top of our top of our qualities to be fair to 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 improve the team all the time to make sure that we're competitive that we can play Champions League football that we can make a difference with uh, with with homegrown players and that's something that's uh, that's that's ideal the problem we have our the Dutch league is not not very much uh, watched uh, all over the world on a Saturday or Sunday uh, a game against Ajax against uh, against PSV is not that important as May United against Brighton Hove and Albion for example so we are lacking uh, exposure that's hurting us also so we have to be original so we have to find ways to to make Ajax uh, visible to the to the football world and of course we have that with an iconic jersey yeah, our shirt doesn't doesn't change it's still the red uh, red lane yeah. on, uh, on a white shirt instead of uh, and it's still still vertical and not like uh, somebody is certainly making vertical stripes or horizontal uh, not using different colors so we have to have original marketing actions we have to players who are well-known names in Europe let's say that's Frenkie de Jong or Matthijs de Ligt or, or Hakim Ziyech yeah the moment you can maybe capitalize on them they're going to move to a different club so for us it's more the, the name Ajax the, 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 the jersey uh, the heritage Johan Cruijff Amsterdam the three crosses uh, or now the iconic, iconic Bob Marley shirt those are moments that we need to thrive and, and, and make sure that we, uh, we we are counted for. Yeah, it's such a good point on Ajax PSV not viewed as being as important as, as Manchester United Brighton, which, I mean, we're all, ve- we're all very similar ages here. So, and obviously Ajax means something a lot different to you, Edwin, having, because <laughs> it is your club. But, you know, Ajax to those of us who were born in the 70s, grew up in the 80s and 90s, that's it's a very, very special football club. So how does the Eredivisie, how, how does Dutch football make Ajax PSV, Feyenoord Ajax, Feyenoord PSV, what it, how does it make it more accessible now to a global audience? Or is that nigh on impossible because of the behemoths of the Premier League, La Liga and Serie A? <laughs> a little bit, yeah, because I think uh, whatever our uh, our Eredivisie has maybe... Uh... Maybe ten people working. Uh, I think uh, the, the Premier League and the La Liga and uh, they have uh, whatever two hundred people working outside uh, uh, the, the UK. Mm-hmm. So those 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 games and those those deals we're not we're never gonna make. So we have to make sure that we're original. That we that we always able to find uh, the talent and bring that talent to to a to a club uh, or to a different country where maybe the interest will be there. Uh, so in that way, it's uh, it, it makes it. Co- yeah, interesting for us to to fight against the the, the big leagues, and we have to uh, we have to find ways to to be visible, to be important, and 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 that of course yeah, the European uh, Europa League final 2017 against United was important. 2019 uh, reaching the semi final in Champions League, where clubs from mid sized countries were not able to let's say to reach finals, to able to reach finals. Yeah, it was five seconds uh, I think before the before the end. And we be, would have been in a final, and that those kind of things, yeah, those are the moments where we need to uh, need to focus on. To be fair, is one of the possible things you could try, Edwin. Is it is it to team up? We talk about trying to sell PSV versus Ajax, but would it be easier to sell 
Bruges versus Ajax or or Andalex versus Ajax or maybe Celtic or Rangers versus Ajax teams that you have a lot in common with yeah no of course but what you hear of course yeah the market the market is so small you don't you only have 17 million uh, people living in, in Holland so you need to create create bigger markets and uh, at the moment there are, there are there are talks between the between Belgium and Holland to, uh, to to have a look at Beneliga and I think there are more initiatives going on also in in the rest of Europe uh, uh, probably in the the east of Europe and everything. So uh, it's interesting, and you need to create a bigger market, uh, bigger interest for TV companies. But nowadays, also with with new streaming uh, services coming coming into football, uh, our our rights are still I think till twenty five uh, are are sold to ESPN. So hopefully there will be an, an, a possibility there for an increase. Uh, of course, we're looking at, at at the Bundesliga and or 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 France, France, and and we know the. The TV rights, even in the US, I think the US is a big boom market at the moment for, for football. So it's uh, it's an interesting period uh, to, to to be in football on, on, on many sides, many challenges, but also on the on the on the on the TV side and the the, the way we hopefully can improve the, the visibility of the of the division. Another possibility in terms of the competitive balance within Europe is if you could somehow control the spending of the bigger teams, perhaps bring them. Back to the back to the field. A I bit. agree. I agree. I take it. Whatever, whatever you want. Uh. Well, but Edwin, but Edwin, <laughs> but you, but you have a voice here. You, you're on the, you're on the executive board of the European Club Association. You get to talk to Nasser Al Khalifi at PSG and and the guys at, at the big clubs in in the Bundesliga and the Premier League. What you could say to them, you know, help me out. Let's let's have a fairer competition. Yeah, they say let's have another competitor who can win the Champions League. Uh. <laughs> Uh, no, I think whatever. I think it's important that uh, TV rights or commercial commercialization of football is there. But um, I think it must be it must be fair. So if you if uh, I mean, know the rights of the Dutch league uh, are not in the same uh, same uh, same dimension as as uh, as, the, as the Spanish rights. So that money that's there that need to flow. Uh, but the main thing for me make it make it honest and everything. And so don't spend more than than you have. Don't take up any debt. Those kind of things are are for club as as Ajax for for clubs for let's say. Maybe from a little bit like the Nordic uh, Nordic side of Europe, it's really important that uh, that 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 there are guidelines that that let's say the, the Dutch league is and the, and the, the Dutch federation is very clear about uh, taking on debt or or uh, uh, putting a budget in that's that, that, that's not correct. Those kind of things it's uh, it's important. And of course, I have a voice, but there, there are some other people at the table also and. Uh, uh, I think uh, for, keep following the Premier League also about uh, uh, the, the Premier League rights or the the, the big six uh, compared to the to the to the other fourteen clubs. Does Celtic and Rangers uh, do they want to join the Premier League or uh, what? What does what does what does what does it mean for Scottish football? So there's so many possibilities or or impossibilities or or things where we need to think of. And uh, uh, football is moving. I think from 24 onwards, of course, yeah, there's a new. Uh, New way UEFA is setting up the Champions League, and that that makes it interesting for also for let's say mid-sized clubs to participate in those competitions, more games, uh, more international uh, international exposure, and that is what uh, what clubs from uh, from the size like Ajax or uh, or say the Red Bull Salzburg or Benfica are are needing to uh, to improve and to uh, to yeah keep growing and hopefully uh, be a challenge of, uh, of the top five uh, top five clubs. Has the dynamic at the table you sit at at European football changed since the whole European Super League 
fiasco. Uh, at least uh, the, the, some of the names and, and clubs have been, uh, <laughs> have been changed. Has, uh, it, has, it given, has it given CEOs like you, clubs like yours, more power? No, I, I think it's... it's, it's, it's um, the, the all aftermath of the of the of the, the, champ, the super league uh, the, the 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 resurrection and and within two days also the downfall of the super league that was uh, was was incredible i think you have to always have to make sure that uh, there's a there's a good uh, system to 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 work in into whole europe uh, there must be an adequate distribution model to make sure that 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 clubs can can deliver players for top clubs and if you if you suck them if you don't give the the, the, the necessary funds to, to develop clubs, to, to, to have better coaches, better trainers, better facilities, then the level of football will go down in the end. So that's why there's, there's, a, there's, there's an importance in uh, making sure there's a, there's, a, there's a viable path of money to flow from top to bottom. This episode is supported by FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League Two after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the team's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher league. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenge and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. All new Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let me come back to you talking about Mark Overmars and, and his department and what he brings to Ajax. You must have been delighted to have tied him down. When you played, did you have an agent? And and if so, therefore, are contract negotiations quite new to you? <laughs> no, of course, I had an, uh, had an agent, uh, Rob Janssen. He's, uh, to be fair, still my uh, my, uh, my agent. Right. <laughs> uh, so I sometimes have some... Even even now, some even some commercial deals, for example, uh, left yeah. and right. That's, uh, if they're allowed by uh, by the board, uh, if they're not uh, not uh, conflicting sponsor uh, sponsor models. But uh, no, I think uh, Marcus Marcus agreeing uh, deals for himself for a long time, creating the deals for for the players, and, uh, and in that way, we're extremely happy that he extended his uh, his stay in Amsterdam. I think the way we can work together is uh, second to none. We know each other for. 
almost 30 years. So it's it's fantastic that uh, that the connection that we had as a player uh, at Ajax in the national team, and also now for the last nine years uh, at the club. And uh, I think the the club is 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 the, is yeah getting the fruits from from the cooperation we have, the 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 the, the, the vision that uh, that we that we put down, and, uh, and the context that Mark uh, the con the context that he had in the, in the world of football. And it's a fantastic eye of, uh, of talent. Forget the business side of things. That must be really nice to for the two of you to be working at this club that means so much to you, having known each other for... Th I mean, that is that is just... I know it's not a very cool thing to say, <laughs> but that is just really nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's incredible. But it's not that we go to uh, to each other's uh, birthdays or something. That, that's, that's not... not uh, we, see, we see each other enough, but... Uh, no, I think, I think, I think, but I think that's, that's one of the things for Ajax. I think it's... Uh, we always have to rely on, on former players to, to come back to, uh, to be in, in certain roles and sometimes as a coach, sometimes as an uh, uh, assistant coach or, 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 or scouting. The, the vision that, that Johan had to, to bring football players into the board uh, as a, in a director's role and to making sure that, that, that football is leading in the directors, uh, in a, during the director's meetings that we have. So, yeah, that, that's, that's something that, that we cherish and uh, we're happy to... Uh, to, to prolong. A minute ago, when you picked up that big pile of papers, when you were in front of you, when you were talking about Mark Overmars, I wondered if it was his contract. <laughs> no, it's uh, it's. Uh, I've uh, we have uh, I've uh, have a lunch later on. Oh, okay. it's, uh, it's, uh, it's some information about uh, about. Uh, well, you across everything, Edwin. Yeah. They are yeah. like five years, twelve and a half years, or even one is twenty-five years uh, at at the club. So I got right. some information that uh, that I can, uh, of course, uh, we have 450 people working. Uh, most of them I know, but uh, it was ni sometimes nice to to be uh, to be helped a little bit uh, for uh, for some input. Well, there you go. That's the life of a CEO. You're across everything. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, speaking of though, we were, you know, Mark, and of course your your amazing manager Eric Ten Hag. You, you know, he's just topped the uh, Champions League group. I think that's the first time a Dutch team has done that, isn't it? Six six wins out of six. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, we we topped the league, uh, we topped the group. Uh, I think in our in our time around 95, 96 oh, okay. times, but but not uh, not winning six out of six, and that's it's a great performance. Uh, uh, I think the, the the level of ambition that we that we put aside uh, the last couple of years was was participating in Champions League. The last uh, two three years we've been aiming to 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 go to the last sixteen. Uh, that that happened in eighteen nineteen. We were very unlucky the two years after. I think you remember the game at Chelsea two years ago. We were winning four one. Uh, not, not, not <laughs> clear blue sky, for example, and in, in five seconds we got two red cards and a penalty against, and at the end we, we finished four four. So the, we've been unlucky uh, in the past, but uh, yeah, we we created an, a new, not a new. Uh, there's some players, David Blind, Dusan Tadic. Uh, there are still players who are, but uh, went was out on the on the on the trip uh, in 1819. But we, for example, uh, Ryan Gravenberg or Jurgen Timber, those are the replacements from Matthijs de Ligt and Frenkie de Jong. And they're playing at, at the same or maybe even a higher level than, than those guys. And that makes it uh, interesting to, to work for Ajax. It, it's, it's, always, it's always a challenge to, to find the players, to, to, to connect them to you, to, to, to believe the story that we are putting in front of them uh, and to have two homegrown players uh, back into the team. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's our DNA. Well, obviously retaining... Playing talent is important. You know, we've been talking about Mark Overmars, we've talked about Eric. Retaining your, your off-field talent's really important as well. You get offers, don't you? You get linked with jobs. There's a job available here in England that you're often linked with. Mm -hmm. Is that flattering that, you know, a, a, one of your former teams 
Manchester United, for example. Oh, really? Every job you do, you want to do it as, as good as possible. And I think uh, we, have had, we have had success on the pitch as, uh, as, as a player, winning trophies, getting respect. And uh, for us, it's, it's important to, 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 do the, to do the same trick as a, as a director and in, in the position that, we are, that we're doing now and that you're linked or talked about uh, is something that we, that we enjoy. Of course, that means we're doing something right. But the, the, the feeling is that we're, that we're not ready yet here in, uh, in Amsterdam. I think there's still room to improvement. And the way Eric, uh, we, had, we had a contract meeting with him last year, and he saw really improvement in the, in the team. He saw there's still possibility to, to perform at a higher level. And that, that, that's, that's uh, the way he is doing that, the way the players are developing. It's, it's fantastic and uh, that your name that your name once in a while pops up. Yeah, of course, I got a connection with you with United, and uh, but I'm extremely happy here in Amsterdam. I have to say, I, I often think that's really undervalued with it within sport in general, Edwin. That that if if you if you are being challenged by your job and feel that you are improving and you are happy, why on earth would would you want to go anywhere else? I mean, sport seems to throw all of those rules out the window. In any other business, you go, hang on a minute, this is absolutely perfect for me. Why on earth would I want to go somewhere else when I am benefiting so much from the role that I am doing? True, uh, there's, but there's, there's always a next step or uh, you're, you've, uh, you want to have a new experience, you want to... Let's see if you can do the trick another time. So uh, probably in the end, as as a player, you always at a certain point you feel a certain urge. You want to take a next step. You want you need a new challenge. Uh, you're on a, you're on a dead track, whatever. Uh, for example, at Ajax, I wanted a new challenge. I went to Juventus. At Juventus, I was a dead track. I ended up at at Fulham. Stayed a little, maybe a little bit, one or two years too too long. But at the end, I got the deal or the the transfer that 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 could make could finish my career at a, at a high, and then playing six years. So. Probably at the end, I will. At a certain point, you will take. You want to go for next challenge, but uh, at the moment, we're uh, extremely fine here in Amsterdam. Just one on a, on a former connection at United, and that is around Sir Alex Ferguson. When when players of his go on to be coaches, they always talk about how he is available for advice and always at the other at the end of the phone, and they can talk to him. Bearing in mind that when, as part of his management, you know he he's gone and given. Talks to Harvard Business School and and the management side of of sport is very big for him. Is he there for you in that way as a as a CEO? Uh, I have connections, of course, with uh, with, Sir, with, uh, with Sir Alex, and uh, we, we talk regularly. to say yeah, every couple of months, whatever. But uh, so let's say the main focus point that I yeah connected with was David Gill before I took up the job uh, here at, at in Amsterdam. Uh, I flew over to Manchester to speak to him. He said, uh, uh, "Don't bring your wife, because if 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 you if, if your wife is going to hear what I'm going to say, uh, <laughs> you, you're not allowed to take up the job." So uh, uh, I put it in mind. But it's 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 a challenging job. It's uh, it's uh, as a player, let's, let's say you only have to focus on trading, and that's it. But yeah, the 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 deal making, the the the, the talk with other clubs, with with federations, with with unions, with with uh, with the security, with go- with government, with uh, with the local authorities. With the players, uh, with the commercial guys, so it's 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 amazing. To be fair, it's uh, it's an yeah, it's it's a great job. All your other pros that you've played with, the ones in the the TV studios, just just explain maybe the next two or three things you're doing today. 
that, that that might surprise them. What's what's on your what's on your schedule for the rest of the day, Edwin? Uh, whatever. So I start at nine o'clock. We had a meeting with one of the from our stadium. The the one of the supervisory board members came to introduce herself. Then I had uh, talk about the, the games in the, in the Dutch football. How we can adjust or like European football European the European games that we're playing. How can we make sure that that we play the the, the game on a Saturday or Sunday? So yeah, with which with playing times. Now, now, I have you guys for an hour. I have a lunch, let's say, for an hour with uh, with uh, with twelve people who are been uh, been here long long time here at the club. I have to take up uh, make a video clip later on uh, for um, for the, the the end of the year message. We have a meeting with sponsors before the game. I have an interview for uh, with uh, two twelve year olds for uh, for school paper. That's also that's also also part of it. They have not talking about uh, the, my uh, my emails that I've I've been uh, getting right. uh, getting in. So that's that's sort of like, and then we play at nine o'clock. Then probably at, probably at home around twelve o'clock. So and same again tomorrow. Now I know why. No, that's not true. I think Gary Neville, for example. I think I love Gary. How how he developed himself. He's he's, he's a guy that he to- always talked a lot in the dressing room and the way he's setting up his companies, the way he is. Is, 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 is the overlap and, and, and the business side, but also Monday Night Football. Rio is doing, doing a great job. Uh, other guys are in the studio. Scolsi never really said a lot in the restroom, but as, as a pundit, he's, uh, he's very outspoken. Roy Keane has, has always been outspoken, of course, in the restroom or outside the restroom. So it's, 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 it's yeah, some guys have, ch- uh, have tried it. Uh, didn't work out. It's 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 a competitive business, of course, and and being a coach, being a manager, it's it's it's, it's not easy. It's 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 a hell of a job, to be fair. I think it's really interesting, actually, that at least three of you with from within that squad, you Neville, as you say, Ferdinand, Rio Ferdinand, as well, have all gone very much down down as well as other things, but all very successful business wise. That's really it. Probably says a lot about the leadership within that squad at the time and and the leadership of Ferguson himself. I would argue. Yeah, I don't think I think Ferguson was not really that often in the dressing room because there were yet 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 Gigs, yet uh, Gary, yet Bio, Marcel Vidic, uh, uh, Carrick Rooney, uh, Ronaldo. So. There was, a, there was a big core, of course, of, 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 of players who were experienced and, and it could guide the younger players to a certain level. And that's what I like also at Ajax, the development, making sure that you give young, young guys, young talent a chance, not only on the pitch, but also in the, in the offices. Uh, if you see you, the creativity on our media department, uh, the, the, the creation of, of, of our video, video content, the, the, for example, we... We 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 have make sure last year that our fans are not allowed to come into the stadium. We created an, an active active activation, uh, the trophy that we won, uh, the, the the play that we won for the for the Dutch Eredivisie, for example. Yeah, we we that question: shall we do something nice for the fans? Shall we melt the the shall we, shall we melt the trophy and and give all the the fans a piece of the trophy? So yeah, we, we melted the trophy. Uh, we gave forty-two thousand season ticket holders a piece of the trophy, and those kind of things. That's that's what ice is about: creativity, not alone, only on the pitch but also off the pitch. You didn't have to give that trophy back, Edwin. You you did, you did check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we like like to, we like to win it another couple of times. Um, <laughs> okay. My final one is a two-part thing. Then you may have answered the first one, which is why aren't there more former players? 
in your roles because it's hard work. Yeah, <laughs> I think you've answered that. Twenty-four seven. It's seven days a week. It's it's not like whatever watching uh, twenty minutes of a game and then thinking that you that you can know how the team plays and you have a, you have a scout or you have also uh, analyst who gives you information. And you can, you can you can talk with two or three guys in the studio. Yeah, you laugh a little bit, and you, you crack a, you, you a couple of jokes, and uh, and you and you get paid a fortune in England. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, the, well, the, so, the, ex-play, the ex-players, yeah, probably not, probably not you guys oh, who are like the real. Uh, yeah, well, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The ex-players certainly get a lot more than I do, Edwin. I can guarantee. I can guarantee that. And so the 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 other part of that is then finally, as a former footballer in this role. When you walk into these meetings with with government or commercial or European top tables or whatever, do you think you garner more respect as a former footballer or does some of them look down on you because you only did your master's in business four or five years ago? (laughs) Hmm. Uh, Probably, yeah. You're surrounded by, most of the time, very intelligent people, people who studied, people who were... Uh, that made it a great career. A lot of lawyers, for example, also around in, in on the, around the football tables and the, and the clubs. But I think, uh, yeah, you need to be. Yeah, what are we talking about? We're talking about football. So even as a let's say as a goalkeeper, also I couldn't win a game on my own. I could make sure we uh, kept kept a clean sheet. We needed your defenders to that the the, the cross were not coming in. That uh, that uh, that uh, that uh, that the centre half was defending the striker. Uh, the midfield was given the pass. The striker needed to score the goal. So, yeah. I need a good team also around me. So, uh, and that's something that, as, as a goalkeeper, I always looked from uh, from behind and making sure we, we we went forward. Now being, let's say, the top guy, but I I, I like to leading from leading from the back, making sure that the, the circumstances are good for 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 my staff, that the players are happy, that that there is a chance of winning trophies. Um, so in that way, it's it's I don't find it really that different of leading my defense from the back or leading the club, let's say from the top, uh, top down. And uh, there are a lot of conversations and, and, and yeah, I don't see that people looking down and on former players. And especially if you're delivering results, if you have something meaningful to say, uh, then, then only knowing yeah, the knowledge from, from paper or from books. Edwin, thank you so much for giving us your time. We already know what a busy day you've got ahead of you. So we will leave it there. Thank you. It's been fascinating to talk to you. Merry Christmas and have a have a good rest of your day. Thanks, guys. Many thanks. Oh man, Edwin. Thank Bye-bye. you. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Take care. Okay, no problem. See you guys. Good luck. Right, that's it. Thanks once again to Edwin for joining us. Uh, right now, you can subscribe to The Athletic and get a 33% discount. Just go to theathletic.com slash football pod. Uh, And I'm back on Monday for the Athletic Football Podcast. Thanks for listening. The Athletic.